Hi everybody, welcome back to Real Time with Brendan. Um, today this is my second episode, and I'm going to be going over today uh, how I think the Democratic candidates in the Democratic primary can beat Donald Trump. Uh, I feel like it's the only way they're going to be able to beat him. And I'm also going to be going over, uh, you, you know, the impeachment and all that that's going on, and just in general um, on how they can beat him and what I think they're doing right and where I generally think they're on the wrong direction right now. <clears throat> so currently, all the Democrats on stage are in favor of impeachment. Uh, I think Tulsi Gabbard was the last one to join them. She thought it was going to be divisive for the country. Um, I honestly agree with her on that. Agreed until she changed her views. That's uh, So I would have to say uh, that's one thing I disagree on. I don't believe in the impeachment because it's Trump's going to come out stronger than ever because let's think about this real quick. The House voted on the just the rules for the inquiry and it passed, but only because the Democrats ruled the House. Um, not a single Republican voted for just the rules. So that shows you not a single Republican is going to vote against Donald Trump. He has a 90, 90, like five or six approval rating from Republicans. Not a single one's going to be transferring over it. It's just seen. It's, I mean, it's shown. Um, and they're going to need at least a thousand, not a thousand, oh my gosh, uh, a dozen Democrat, I mean, not Democrats, Republicans from the Senate to vote for the imp- removal of him, um, to remove him. That's how much they're going to need is at least a dozen. And that's not going to happen. This is going to happen. <clears throat> they're going to impeach Trump. I'm almost going to guarantee they're going to impeach him. They're going to try to remove him. It's going to go to the Senate. Then they're not going to get the Republicans they need. And Trump is going to win yet again. He's going to come out stronger than ever. People are going to see him, see him as a winner yet again. And it's going to lead to a better way for him to win. And I, I feel like the Democrats took this road strictly so they could have an easy way to win the election because they didn't win last time and they had this crazy Republican come to office and now they're trying to do anything to just get him out because <clears throat> the thing is, I think they know that it's going to be hard to beat Trump. You see, Trump, what, why he, it's so easy for him to win <clears throat> is because number one, he speaks angrily, and guess what? The American people are angry, and they can, you know, they can relate to that. And he he speaks his mind, and a lot of times he speaks what the American people are thinking. Uh, not I don't agree with barely anything he does, but what he s- talks about and stuff is what a lot of you know middle class Americans are thinking. He's not afraid to speak his mind, um, <clears throat> and I I have respect for that <clears throat> attitude. I'm not I don't have respect for his plans, obviously, but that's something that the you know the Democrats really need to know. Like they need to be aware of because they are all playing this game of politics. You know, you got to watch what you say, watch what you do, watch your actions, make sure you don't slip up. But the thing is, he doesn't have that. He could be called. You know, he literally on the debate stage was it like they asked him. They're like, you know, you've called women pigs, like this, slobs, all this. And he didn't even, he didn't even, like, to uh, say he didn't say that. Like, if her, he, he said something like, only this person or whatever, I forgot. But he doesn't have any rules that abide to him. 
he doesn't have to follow any rules. So therefore, he can literally do whatever he wants, unlike the Democrats, which gives him an extreme advantage. Like, literally, you watch the debates, he literally just insulted everyone on the stage um, more than talking about his policies, which was, I, I thought it was terrible, but it he won from it. Literally, because he made all of his all of his other opponents look bad, to where it was only him left, and so he has no rules that he has to follow. So therefore, he's just he can glide to the presidency by just saying what he wants and speaking his mind. Because America loves real people, and a lot of the Democrats just aren't real. Um, I think you know some of the most fake ones that have come out have been like Pete Buttigieg, who literally faked his black and uh, faked black endorsements. Um, and it had that, like, Kenyan stock, uh, the Kenyan woman stock photo and everything. It was just, I don't know, I was taken aback by that, like, a lot. <clears throat> it was, uh, we see a lot of fakeness in the Democrat, Democratic Party. I think the only people I've seen that have been real have been, number one, I think Bernie Sanders is the most real. Um, him, and next to him is Tulsi Gabbard. I think them two are absolutely most real then i'd go to like andrew yang um i'm not sure who i'd put next to them the rest of them are all pretty fake um i'd say i think the absolutely just mo most fake on the stage is pete and joe biden uh mayor pete and joe biden absolutely are the most fake on that stage but donald trump isn't he is 100 percent real and that's what america likes like i've talked to my family all about this and they're all, you know, Trump supporters. Uh, one of them's a Tulsi supporter. But they're Trump supporters. And they talk because they like him because he's real. And they can relate to him. And they, you know, he's not afraid to speak his mind. And they respect that. Um, you know, I think that that's really what the Democrats need to start doing. Uh, maybe not like him. You don't want to be like him and just insult everybody and, you know... Um, be like Donald Trump, but you need to know that being fake in Mr. Perfect politics isn't going to win you an election. I mean, a lot. I mean, it will sometimes, but in this case, it won't because you're up against Donald Trump, who's literally just way like super real. Um, so I really think that the Democrats need to start thinking about that. But yeah, I think the impeachment it literally was just their way to get a quick win because if he's out of office they can win really easily there's no other early republicans who are going to be taking that lead I and mean, there's two other ones running i can't remember their names but you know they have no chance they're not popular no one really thinks about them or has even heard of them so i mean it's if he, they can get donald trump out of office and i mean hey they win that easy and so i it's uh, yeah uh, they really just, I don't think it was a good idea because he's going to come out of this stronger than ever. And they're not really going to be thinking, they really weren't thinking about what they're actually doing and what the aftermath is going to look like. They're going to look like losers yet again, back to back, Hillary Clinton than this. It's going to be them losing again. And they're going to come out weaker. He's going to come out stronger. They did not, you could see that they didn't think this through all the way because it was very, you know, I feel like it was kind of hasty. They didn't really take the time to make sure about everything they found some evidence that he might have been doing illegal things and they snapped and got him um but they, they're not going to remove him and so i think that's problem probably the biggest flaw in their thing i mean if they had if the democrats had ruled 
the uh, Senate, and they could win with just Democrats, then absolutely, I think they should, you know, do it. Or if there were Republicans who actually wanted to vote against Donald Trump, um, then I think absolutely they should remove him and impeach him because, I mean, that you need to impeach a president who's been doing illegal things. But in this case, the disadvantages just outweigh the advantages because it's not going to happen. And so, I, I mean, they said that you can, you can, you know, um, convict him when he's out of office. And they said, like, that's fine. I think the, when they were reading the Mueller report, I think he said that, Robert Mueller said that you could convict him when he's out of office. And he recommended that. Uh, but they're not trying that. I, I, I think that'd be their best route to go if they really want justice. But they're not going to. Um, so, yeah, the best way for the candidates to beat him, it definitely they need to start showing more of, like, being more real and relatable and not these fake politicians formed in Washington, you can tell, that you can obviously see that are, like, fake. Um, they need to start really connecting with the people. And I don't think they really are. Um, then next to that, you know, the the strategy. There, you need to have a planned out, really great strategy specifically against Trump. Starting with, you know, the media. Nobody's going to out-media Trump. Because the media loves whenever people are fighting. They absolutely love it. They'll literally just set it up just to have it. Trump goes after someone, like, every day or, like, pretty commonly. He's going to get the most press, whether he's the president or when he was a candidate. Literally, when he was a candidate, he got the most press because, just from insulting. So no one's going to outpress him because I don't think any person's like Trump who's going to just insult every single person and start fights constantly every single day. But they need to do what they can to get their foot in the media and everything while they can. Um, now it's things like Twitter, like Donald Trump, the, he has grown his base from Twitter, like in a big way. Cause everybody knows Trump and Twitter. Okay. It's something everybody knows. So you need to get your foot in social media. You need to be active. You need to be posting, responding to things because if you're not active on there, then people aren't going to like really see what you're doing. Cause I mean, they're not there with you. He posts all the time. He posts in his rawest form. And you can see him of who he really is just off of Twitter. And you need to get your foot in social media because that is the new, like, world is social media. And none of the candidates really have stepped in. Andrew Yang, I think, is the is one of the only candidates. I think he is, like, the only candidate I would say is doing a really good job with, you know, Twitter and everything. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think that he has the, like, he's having, like, that's how he's going to get a lot of good numbers in the polls. I wouldn't be surprised if he won several states. Um, I've always said I see him. I see a clear path for him to the nomination. Um, like, he has a chance, actually. And so, I, I don't think he has the best chance. I really don't. But I do see a path. Um, now, next to that. So, you know, you got to get your foot in social media. Not just Twitter. You know, Instagram. Even, like, Facebook. You got to get it and you got to make sure that you are there. Like you don't want to seem like a robot who just posts, you know, a few inspirational videos or something. And then, you know, it's just for a day. Um, I think 
the person who has the biggest problem with that is Tulsi Gabbard. She, um, I know I'm a big fan of Tulsi's, but I feel like on, you know, on Twitter, she's not really that present there. She's getting better now, but she maybe like posts if she posts like once a day and, you know, maybe posts a little video or something, but it doesn't seem her being raw and just like, she is very, one of the realest candidates on that stage. Like I've said like the second most realist next to Bernie Sanders, um, but on Twitter, she doesn't, like, she does give off that vibe, but it's a little different. I think she needs to work on that a little bit. You literally, just getting your foot and, you know, grabbing while you can your your public image on social media. Because people want to see you on social media, not, you know, like, some little really thought out tweet or something that was, like, you could tell perfectly constructed they want you, just you sharing your beliefs and your opinions and your thoughts on our country and why you should be our president. And that's, and not even just that, you know, just anything. Uh, Andrew Yang, I think, has the best, he, he's done the best with that because as you've seen, like, you know, he'll post like his predictions for the NBA and stuff, like just little things like that that shows that he's actually there and not some, you know, random Joe typing up his Twitters. They're perfectly constructed to make sure they sound just right. Um, and I think he's going to do really well uh, because of that and other things. I mean, his support base is, like, super strong. Um, you know, like the Yang Yang and stuff, they're super popular now because they're super strong and stuff. Like, you want to have a good support base. That's the next thing. Like, your support, need you need to try your best, like, you know, he makes his stuff fun. He like him and Trump they have that in common. Like they make their things fun. They ha- he uh, he has the math hats. Andrew Yang does make America think harder. Trump has the whole MAGA make America great again, um, and it really gets people motivated. And none of the other candidates really had that. All, all the other candidates kind of have fans who were like, "Yeah, I support them," but like you know whatever. Except it's actually interesting. I didn't really see this stuff like I did, but Tulsi actually has a stronger support base than Andrew Yang, apparently. Um, they did a poll. They left them uh, on TV. They left her out, but they, the actual poll showed that Bernie Sanders had 64, uh, 64% of his voters, number one. He was number one, showing that 64% of, his, um, of people that support him were dead set, like not changing their mind, 100% in. And Tulsi came in second place with 50, like 56% of her supporters saying that they were dead set, not changing their minds. So she was second place. Then next was Andrew Yang. So apparently, you know, it's interesting to see that she actually does have a stronger support base, which I'm starting to see that more recently on Twitter and other platforms in general. She does, she, her platform, even though it might not be the most fun or this or whatever, it's a uniting mess. It's a uniting message, um, and it really just, you know, connects people, and it makes you. It's just. It's a campaign that, like, unlike one I've seen before, really. Bernie Sanders is the closest thing to it, but even his, it wasn't like this. Like, especially her message of like Aloha. Uh, it's really interesting to you know just to see, you know how her message is getting across and what she's actually saying. Um, 
and people are liking this, like, they might not be the most, you know, like, having the math hats or having the MAGA hats or whatever. They might not be, you know, having all of that. But they don't need to, to know that she is, you know, spreading a message that is truly of by and for the people. And so I didn't know. I did think that was interesting. Um, I think that she does need to get a better, you know, hold on to social media and stuff. Besides that, I think she also has a good chance. Um, you know, besides the media who literally just won't include Andrew Yang, Tulsi and Tulsi Gabbard and will make Bernie Sanders look like he's not actually that popular. Which I wouldn't be surprised if they rigged the entire thing again like they did in twenty sixteen with the actual nomination. Probably will, honestly. Like probably will give it to Elizabeth Warren or Pete. Except Pete really doesn't have any supporters, if we're being honest. Um uh, basically the candidates really are gonna have to start doing these kind of things to truly get have a chance of winning um the presidency. So you gotta have a complete like you gotta have a strategy like I was saying. That's just one part of, you know, the, the strategy. Um, the next part, I think, that you... One of the first things you got to do whenever they're starting these campaigns is since they are not like Trump and they can't just insult people and stuff and, you know, be like that, they need to, you know, find someone, find someone closer or something, you know, someone they can trust and just... They need to list out before they run... Like, you know, every single thing, like, that Trump or someone could use against them, any politician could use against them, like, something they've done. You need to list those out. You need to form a response to them. You need to form responses to any kind of thing that could come your way. I mean, not any kind of thing, obviously, but, the, like, things you've done, you need a response something good. Because we've seen people like Kamala Harris when she when Tulsi attacked her record didn't have a response to that um she never once responded to it she said i'm just proud of my record even though it was like why are you proud of your record you literally just like put people in jail from your one charges and laughed about it um so you need to know like have a response to this kind of stuff knowing like what your stance is on it whether you're apologizing for it or you're are you defend your like actions you need to know your <coughs> excuse me um, you need to know your stance on it. And a lot of people haven't done this, you can see. Like Kamala Harris. Um, Pete Buttigieg, he's been actually good at this. I had to give him credit. He knows how to defend himself. Um, like whenever Tulsi attacked him, he had a good response. He knew how to defend himself, knew what he was saying, knew his stance on it 100%. wasn't flaky, really. Um, and then next to him, I think Tulsi also is good at that. Um she, especially, like, things with her meeting with Bashar al-Assad, she is very firm on her stance on that. She's never apologized for it. She said constantly, I will never apologize to anyone for meeting with him. She's very firm. Um, and I think that that's really important. You need to know where you stand. We've seen Elizabeth Warren literally backtrack on her entire thoughts on Medicare for All. That showed me that. At first, I never really was a fan of hers that big. But whenever that happened, I was like, Okay, like, this is too much. You can't have a president who is super firm on this idea, literally in the debates, talking about how important it is that we pass this Medicare for all, and then literally just completely backtrack on it. It was crazy. 
like, I still can't believe that she did that, but I mean, it shows the kind of president she'd be, really flip-floppy, flaky, and we can't have that, I don't think she would ever win against Trump, like, in a million years, um, she'll probably get the nomination, if I'm being honest, but she's not gonna beat Trump, I can almost guarantee it, not a, no Republican or any, are gonna vote for her, most likely, um, and which is also the next thing, you need to have crossover support, and not just like, like, I don't know, you can, it can't be something by luck, like, oh, if they like me, they like me, if they don't, they don't, like, you need to have Republicans and Democrats and Independents like you, um, by, re- you need to reach out to them, like, someone like Tulsi Gabbard, who people have, you know, they have said she was this and that for, you know, meeting with Republicans, going on Fox News, but really, she's running to be the president of the United States, unlike the other Democrats who are running to be the president of Democrats. Um, and I think that that really is something that they need to start doing. They need to start reaching out, going on Fox News, because Fox News has like 6 million viewers, but a lot of them are Republican. You, you're, you have a chance to talk to Republicans, Independents, Democrats. You need to take that opportunity. Um... It, the Democrats will refer to, like, Trump supporters and stuff. Like, they view them as, like, you know, not humans. Like, people who were just crazy that they voted for Trump. When they don't realize the reason that people voted for Trump was because a lot of Democrats, like, was because they felt abandoned by their party. Like, they did a poll one time and they had said that. And it's like they had voted for him because they felt abandoned by their party. It's not, like, it, it's the Democrat Democratic Party fault for not reaching out to those people and truly making them feel like they're humans. Like, not only the Democrats are the humans in this country. You have to be the president of everyone in this country and not just a certain group. And so that's something that's just super important. There was, I think, like 3 million or 5 million independents who voted for Trump or didn't vote. or I'm not sure. But they didn't vote Democratic, and that was one of the biggest things there was, there, some Democrats were talking about. They were like, this shows how many people, independent, independents and stuff, who voted for Trump rather than the Democratic Party because of how they felt, um, you know, not included in the party. The Democratic Party is very closed off. Um, Donald Trump has made the Republican Party closed off too, though, which is something interesting on how he won. But they're both sides are very one like sided. Like if you're a Republican, you're evil, and if the, the, the Republicans think if you're a Democrat, you're evil. Um, and that's something we can't have because you have to be the president of everybody. And they think they need to realize that. Like the Democrats aren't the only ones who are like who are going to be listening to you and stuff. You're going to have to have everybody. And so crossover support is extra. It's extraordinarily important. Um, but yeah, you know, overall, Democrats I see on the stage, I'm going to go in order of all Democrats uh, who I think could beat Trump. Um, I'll include uh, Julian Castro and Marion Williamson, just because they're kind of relevant. Um, so Cory Booker, no, I'm actually going to start Julian Castro. So Julian Castro, I think, could not beat Trump. He's not strong enough to beat Trump. Just I'm going to keep it simple like that. Marion Williamson cannot beat Trump. I do not think she would ever beat Trump in a million years. <laughs> um, Cory Booker. That's a hard one. I would have to say possibly. 
He could possibly beat Trump. Probably not, but possibly. If he became the nomination. Um, next to him, Tulsi Gabbard. She could definitely beat Trump. She has crossover support. She knows how to fight. She's real. She's a great debater. She could absolutely beat Trump. Probably has one of the best chances on the stage. And next to her was Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar could never beat Trump. She could never get the nomination. Um, she's too nervous, too shaky, not very clear on her plans. I would have to definitely give her a strict no, not beating Trump. Uh, and then next to her is, who's next to her? Pete Buttigieg never would beat Trump. Literally has zero African-American support. You never, you're never going to win like that. Ever. Donald Trump has more support than that. It's not going to happen. Um, Elizabeth Warren, probably never going to beat Trump, but might. In one, in like on a scenario, she might. But most likely, no. Joe Biden, he could beat Trump because, just because of name recognition and his track record of being a vice president. Just that simple could get him to be the president. Um, so he could. Next to him is... Um, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders could beat Trump. He, he could beat Trump. Um, he's strong. He can get support. He can get a, some good crossover support a little bit to a degree. Um, so yeah, I think he could beat Trump. He's real too. He's a good debater. Um, then who's next? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. She, she would be able to beat Trump if she hadn't had so much dirt on her that Donald Trump could use and stuff. She has such a bad track record now, and it's been shown that she's not going to be able to win anymore. Uh, it's We've seen her, how slow she's declined in the polls and stuff. She's not going to be able to win like that. Um, next to Kamala Harris, who was it? Um, Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang could absolutely beat Trump. He has pr He's promising, you know, the young supporter, the young voters like him. He's, you know, energetic, he's fun, he's not, like, he's happy, um, you don't really have much to use against him, you could go at his plans, I mean, I've just posted actually on Twitter how I am against his $1,000 a month plan because, uh, I, I support a universal basic income, a UBI is needed, it's been shown that that's what's needed in our country, but the way he's doing it is not gonna work, so, like, how he's, this plan is going to cost trillions of dollars, and he's going to pay for that by taxing big companies. So big companies are going to have to pay for trillions of dollars. So you know how crazy prices are going to go up? It's going to be like crazy how high the prices will have to go up because of that. Then prices will go up, and now look at this. Amazon and stuff is the places that are becoming our stores that we're going to be using primarily almost always in the next 20 years or so. Um, and we're going to be driving up prices on that. That's going to make poverty even worse. Even if you're giving a homeless person $1,000 a month, they're not going to be able to buy anything. Local businesses are going out of, they're going like, they're running out of business. It's, it's happening. Um, like things like that. People can attack that. That was, sorry, that was random, but Donald Trump's going to be able to attack things like that. But besides that, he could win. I see a very good chance that he would be able to beat Trump. Next to him is Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer is not even going to become, like, even close to the nomination. He never, he couldn't even, like, yeah, he wouldn't be able to beat Trump in ever. Like, Tom Steyer, I can't even go on how much I dislike Tom Steyer. <laughs> but, you know, it's all right. Um, 
so those are the candidates that I think can and can't beat Donald Trump. Um, and that's how I think, and that's my opinion on how they can beat Trump that I've said before about the strategy and the impeachment and everything. Um, I want to thank y'all for listening, those who listened and tuned in. Um, I'll be coming back next week for, you know, my third episode. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about yet. Um, you can give me ideas. Go to my Twitter, um, at Brennan Medlock. You can, you can, you know, comment on one of my, uh, tweets or something and tell me your ideas or you can uh, direct message me and tell me what you think I should talk about what you want to hear from me um so thank you for listening and I'll see you next week